today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. To try to get some clarity on this, we are so pleased to welcome uh, to the program uh, Dr. Peter Uni, of course, who is the chair of the Ontario Science Table, who have been consulting with uh, the Ontario government over the last little while. Uh, Dr. Uni, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time today. Pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for having me again. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, what was happening here in Ontario. And I know in some of the past discussions, uh, you've always mentioned to us that science was going to dictate uh, what's going on. And, and, and I know that the science seems to be leaning in our favor right now, and that's great news. Uh, but there's a lot of trepidation. Uh, you know, that are we doing this at the right time? Uh, we don't want to have another fallback. Are you are you confident with what's going on in the time frame for it? I'm actually quite confident. Um, So what we're seeing is um, unsurprising after we went down tremendously with our case counts. I can't show it in case counts, but I can show it in wastewater. And we started to to see a a decrease in the downward slope associated with uh, the reopening step end of January. And now with the reopening step around 17th of February, we see a flattening. So we probably reached the bottom of the valley and now have perhaps around 15 to 20,000 infections daily. We only uh, will uh, detect about 10% of those infections, but that's what we see based on the wastewater. And uh, now we're doing the next reopening step. We need to be aware of, you know, that the dropping of the vaccine certificates, this sounds like a massive step, but in terms of transmission, the function will be probably relatively small and the, the, we won't see much of a difference related to that part. Why? Because we had this issue, you know, that we couldn't introduce a requirement for three doses or two doses plus an infection. This was not feasible. We weren't able to document infections in people anymore with the Omicron wave. And therefore, it's probably the right time to lift the certificates, but keep them in the back pocket. We might need them again. This <laughs> pandemic is not over, but it will hopefully get easier if we're a bit lucky. So that's the takeaway for me here. Don't delete it off my phone just yet. Uh, no. And, and, uh, because we don't know what the numbers are going to look like. But uh, the other element to this too, and I, I want to, this is the political end of things, and I, I, but I just want to state this once again, because I know the Premier talked about this the other day when he was asked about this, uh, about this day and about the easing of the restrictions. Uh, as Premier Ford said, this is based on the science. It's not based on any protest or pressure from any outside groups to say lift these restrictions. Uh, we've stuck to that message as much as I, I guess we wanted to or needed to, uh, to still rely on the science and, and the numbers to indicate that we are the right. So uh, with that as a backup, uh, I, I can understand people feeling confident that we're moving in the right direction and this is probably the right time. But, but talk to us, if you could, doctor, about, about as I say, I, the number of people I've talked to in some of the public opinion surveys uh, that indicate there's still a fair bit of trepidation there. Like, yeah, we've sort of been down this road before and we kind of got caught. Uh, is this for real this time? Is, is that up yeah. to us, really? Look, I think it's a completely different situation than what we've had before. You know, when you think about a year ago, we didn't have um, people really uh, vaccinated yet. What we then were challenged with at that time was a new variant, Alpha, and we uh, really just opened too swiftly. And we promptly saw what we predicted, what the science table predicted, you know, a relatively uh, strenuous Alpha wave. Right now, we built up a wall of immunity, and it's a combination of 
third doses, seven million people. It could be more than seven. Unfortunately, it's just seven, but at least it's seven. And roughly three and a half to four million people have been infected since December the 1st in this province. Meaning the combination of third doses and infection offers quite a lot of short-term protection against infection in the next few weeks and therefore helps control the Omicron wave. Therefore, it goes so well. And it, we probably will see a little bit of a resurgence now. What does this mean then? We might have a little bit of an uptick in hospitals and ICUs, but it's extremely unlikely that this would be at the same level as before. And if we're just a little bit slow, you know, with the last reopening step with masks, we need to wait with that. I think this could could be okay. You know, what happens now is every day we accumulate a little bit more um, protection. How? About 15 to 20,000 people, as I said, get infected. This adds to our uh, short-term protection. And about the same number gets third doses. And what I hope is in the next few days and weeks that people really push for their third dose if they haven't gotten it yet, because it will not only help us, you know, with the immunological backbone here that we need against short, uh, infection, but also for every single person out there decrease on average um, the uh, risk of serious outcomes further by a factor of five. Fivefold further decrease in the risk of hospitalization or ICU admission or death that's actually tremendous well and it underscores the point that you've been making uh, ever since i guess about well, the beginning of this year uh that vaccines still matter and and you know and and again we can't reiterate that enough i mean we're where we are right now i guess doctor that you know in, in lifting some of these restrictions as of today uh because people followed the rules they did get vaccinated with you know the numbers here in ontario are, are pretty impressive i i i'm on your side i wish i wish more people had the third vaccine but you know and that should be one of the messages here too don't you know get it i mean we're not yes. out of the woods here yet but the fact that we followed the protocols that we got vaccinated that we wore the masks and and you know we sadly had to go through an awful lot of difficult decisions when it came to things like capacities and everything but it did work Oh, it absolutely worked, you know, and we need to be aware of that. If people had reacted only a week later, this was even, you know, their reaction even came before we introduced the public health measures beginning of January. We see that how out of mob out of home mobility just went down tremendously. If people had reacted a week later than what they did, we would probably have seen roughly twice as many people in our hospitals and in our ICUs, you know, so people absolutely did the right thing. And I'm very grateful you know just uh, to live in this province and uh, to see you know that we actually were able to uh, go through that together even though you know we're not the rich kids we don't have as many hospital and icu beds and other places we managed because we're street smart and we're considerate uh it's it's how difficult is this going to be to, for hospitals to recover from this? And, and I don't just mean the number of, of, of ICUs and the number of new cases. And uh, as you say, that's manageable, but it's still higher than, than we'd like to see it. Uh, but the, the, you know, the unintended consequence, I guess, of this is, as we talked about over a number of other discussions, Peter, uh, is, uh, you know, the delay in, in testing, uh, uh, people that need to get tests done, uh, minor surgeries, things of this nature. Uh, it's going to take quite a while to get, to get rid of that backlog, isn't it? This will be a long-term project. No, we need to be aware of that. We need a, a recovery plan. Not everything will be hunky-dory once um, this wave is over. This will take, um, you know, literally years to completely recover. And we need, you know, a plan to move forward. And we also just need to be aware of that. The face of the pandemic will change. Before it was always the case, if you're 
in exponential growth and there is not that much immunity in the population, every healthcare system will get overwhelmed if there's an infectious wave. That was what held before the last wave. Now with the situation we're in, this things will be a bit different. It's the vulnerable healthcare systems that will still get overwhelmed, whereas places like my home country, Switzerland, won't anymore because they have more capacity. So what we also need to be aware of the next few years, we need to do our homework because, you know, this this uh, these waves will continue for a few for a for a moment this is not just over and what this means is we need to start building up more capacity support our healthcare staff have more staff etc and again that's all a long term project we can't let this slip away now we need to do the opposite we need to get this under control and invest in this very proactively well, and that's going to be a political decision, and I share your concern. I mean, politicians of all stripes uh, tend to react in emergencies, and we can, you know, evaluate how well they they did that over the last two years. Uh, but they have pretty short memories, you know. As soon as uh, the numbers start to go down, and we're not wearing masks anymore, and you know, they think, well, you know, we got to try to find efficiencies, is the phrase they use. Uh, they can't start targeting healthcare again. I mean. They did that over a number of years, and we knew it was wrong. We thought, well, I guess it's okay because, you know, there's not going to be anything catastrophic. Well, we found out that we, we're not immune to catastrophe, are we? Yeah, absolutely. No, no, it's clear. And, you know, we need to be aware of that. First of all, the pandemic is not over. This will take several seasons. If we're lucky, we won't have a summer wave with a new variant, but there will be a wave uh, in the Northern Hemisphere in autumn. That's that's just a statistical certainty, you know? And we will see more of that in forthcoming years. And over the years, we will build up more immunity, you know, where we will we will weave a carpet of immunity. And that the longer this takes, the more we will then slowly move into something we can call endemicity. But this will not be in 2022. Forget about that, no? So that's this part. And we need to be ready for all of that. And the strong healthcare system is part of it and the strong public health system as well. And the other part is it won't be the last pandemic, unfortunately. So we really just need to make sure that we learn from, from uh, you know, these last two years and do something about it. When we look at, our, at the OECD statistics, you know, where we stand, especially with the uh, hospital beds per head of the population, we just don't look tremendously well. We can get better there, but it's not about beds. It's about staff, that we really have enough people in the system and are able to deal with the challenges better than in the past. Do a little crystal balling for me, if you could, Doctor. Uh, that, that anticipated a spike or, or, or new wave, whatever you, they want to use as a phrase, uh, which you were expecting in the fall, what's that going to look like? Is it going to be severe? Is it going to require more vaccinations? What, what can we anticipate? So I think what becomes very clear, and that's really expected, is that we um, will have only short-term immunity against infection. When we were at the end of the alpha wave for a moment, it looked as if this actually could go really well also with infections, but it did not. And that's actually quite expected. You know, evolutionary speaking, the virus uh, wants to escape and to propagate again. How does it do that? It needs to start to uh, evade the immune system. 
system. And that's what happened. This happens with other coronaviruses, and that's what we will see in the future. So what we probably will need, whether it's the entire population or just those who are more vulnerable to end up in hospital, meaning you or I would be those who receive an update for sure of a vaccine, is an update of a vaccine or a booster, even with the regular vaccine, again, late autumn or so, to help keeping things under control. And that would then be the moment when we might need vaccine certificates again that require an update of your vaccine status with a recent booster. And that's also the moment when we might need masks again, you know. So that's basically the toolbox we have. That's what is in there, in addition to something which will be a continuous effort, which is great um, ventilation and filtration in public spaces. We need better air. We need to make indoors um, the uh, new outdoors so that the virus doesn't strive in indoor spaces as it does right now. Is there work going on right now to try to combine uh, these vaccinations with the flu shots, for, for, for instance, that very time for uh, heading into the, to the fall? I don't think it will happen anytime soon. Um, I'm aware of, you know, some efforts related to that, but uh, I wouldn't expect that that this uh, happens soon. Uh, you know, also some some uh, also early approaches towards um, flu vaccines with the new technology didn't go that well, actually. So we will see how it goes. We were tremendously lucky that we had these mRNA vaccines. It's great that we have new ones now, you know, that people who have some sort of reservation that is entirely undeserved but if you have it reservation against mrna vaccine now we have uh, two other vaccines and it's never too late you know to get your first shot remember if you want to have a decent protection against sars-cov-2 against covid you need at least three expositions with the virus can be three needles three vaccine doses or two doses plus an infection whatever it is but if you just have had an infection even then you need on top of that to add to your protection and that's vaccination well and i'm glad you made that point because i've seen some comments on social media over the last little while that says well you know i tested positive three months ago so i don't need the vaccine because i've got all the antibodies i need that's not really the case is it Oh, we have really good data out there that uh, really clearly shows that um, a vaccine on top of an infection works tremendously well. We need a combination. If somebody just has been infected, um, then they will continue to have, you know, worse cards prognostically than the rest of us. And this holds for infection and it holds even more so for serious outcomes. And we see that in the US, you know, loads of people still not vaccinated. Guess what? Most of them were infected at least once and they still have worse cards if it comes to hospital and ICU admissions and deaths. Exactly. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for the time today. It's a, it's a pivotal day and uh, and we need to celebrate this and be happy that we're in the spot we're in right now. But as you say, the takeaway here is uh, it's not over yet. Uh, we still have to be on guard and uh, we'll continue to get that message across. Thanks as always for your insight Absolutely. into this, Doctor. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot for having me again. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.